What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody, what's going on out there in the COVID world? This is your girl, Model E of the E and Friends podcast. Thank you for tuning into another bi weekly episode. Before we get into the show, I would like to start off by saying, please do not. Hey, 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 podcasters and listeners, this is your girl, Model E of the E and Friends what up what up what up everybody this is your girl model e of the e friends podcast thank you for tuning into another bi-weekly episode so yes i am back i am back i am back thank you thank you for being a continued listener thank you to all my new listeners you know i want to go ahead and i want to tell you guys something i was so amazed at my numbers you know just when you think that nobody is watching or listening to you. There are a lot of people out there that are listening to the E Friends podcast. And I am definitely excited. I am blessed. I am glad to have you guys because you are the people that keeps me going. You know, there were times where I used to feel, you know, I don't feel like doing this podcast. You know, I'm I'm busy. I'm just here and I'm there. But then I think about it and I say, you know what? I can't do that. I can't do that to my listeners. And I can't do that to myself. You know, I've been podcasting for over three years now. And it would suck for me to stop. And as of now, it would really hurt me if I can't do the E and Friends podcast. The E and Friends is my first love. This is what I first started doing. So whatever I may do upcoming in my future Ian Friends will always be there for you guys because I feel that the Ian Friends bring a lot of positivity. You know, I, I try to promote positivity. Um, I try to do woman empowerment and I also keep you men on track too. You know, you guys got to do good for us women because if we are good, then you are good. I know you guys hear me say that all the time, but one day you are actually going to listen to me and you're going to understand that, you know what, Model E says, if my woman is good, then I'm going to be good. And I believe her. (laughs) All right. So, but yeah, you know, podcasting is hard. It is not easy at all. You know, I have seen a lot of people come. I've seen a lot of people go and they don't last long. And being a podcaster, a lot of people think that, it's a money maker. And with us being independent, we're indie, we don't have nobody to back us, you know, so we have to work really hard in order to get noticed. And a lot of people do it because they think that it's money in it. No, it is not money in it from the beginning. You have to be diligent. You have to do your due diligence for the podcast. Because it is not easy. And especially if you are potting with other people, you know, there are a lot of things involved like, you know, time, you know, everybody's schedule, you know, everyone is busy. And quite frankly, if doing a podcast is not giving out any money, it's not benefiting no one, then they are not going to really be subjective to do your shit. So me... 
I can podcast alone if I need to. You know, soon I will get some friends to pod. But, you know, we're going through COVID right now. So I'm really not doing any face-to-face. And I love that face-to-face interaction. So soon, you know, when all this calms down, you know, I get back with the girls because we do have some things lined up that we wanted to do prior to it. But everything just happened so fast. So um, I just want to say keep your heads up and don't give up. On podcasting and another reason why I brought this up is because um, Kiara from Moms and Martini podcast and Autumn from the Lit Life podcast those two women actually did a podcast earlier this week and I loved it it was a great podcast those two women they are kind of similar to me you know they are uplifting and they never <laughs> seize the moment. Like you will always laugh. They always say something funny. And I just love the way that they put things into perspective and they say things that make people think, you know, and also their, their kindness, you know, their warmness, like they're just so warm. And that's what podcasting is about. Podcasting is a voice. You know, it's putting a voice out there. There are people out there who can't say certain things or who is shy about saying certain things. But guess what? This is what we do. This is what the Ian Friends podcast do. I say those things that you don't want to say because I can say it. I don't have a problem saying it. So if there's anything that you want to talk about, whether you want to be under the radar or if you would like to podcast with me on the Ian Friends podcast, please let me know. Send me a message. I am on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end and also on Instagram at EN Friends Pod. So now that I got that out the way, how are you guys doing do this COVID? I know I'm tired of talking about COVID. I know you are tired of talking about COVID, but COVID is very serious, guys. You get on social media and you see all these people that who are sick and they are begging you to stay home. Don't go out if you don't have to go out. Only go out when necessary. You know, I had a conversation um, with one of the fellow podcasters and her name is Lover of Romance. Lover of Romance, you know, we talk about living in fear. You know, we we said that we're not gonna live in fear. You know, this COVID-19 has brought a lot of fear upon us. Um, For me, I'm actually just starting to really go out and do some things like personal things for myself. You know, recently about maybe about a month ago, I went and I got my nails done. I actually went to the nail shop and I have not been to the nail shop prior to then was in March when all this first went down. So I was very careful, you know, I wasn't going anywhere if it wasn't to get something to eat and I didn't stay, I didn't went in the restaurants. That is a no-no. I'm still not doing that. I'm not ready to sit inside a restaurant and eat. You know, I would do drive-through, I would do takeout. Um, you know, if I have to go to the pharmacy or if I have to go to the doctor or if I have something to do, you know, with my car, just those essential things, that's what I do. But if it's called for hanging around, having fun with other people, I don't do that. I stay home I'm with my family because I don't want my family to get anything from me while I'm out there shaking and baking for no reason. So um, a lot of people close to us, 
um, close to us have died. You know, we it's, it's real. You know, people around us are dying. You know, I've even heard some bad news tonight about someone, you know, from my area, from my hometown who had COVID and actually died. And, you know, it's sad. So my heart goes out to her family, this young lady. Heart goes out to her family for that. So we, we can't live in fear. Yes, this is going to be our new norm. It's sad. Nobody knows any answers. I don't even think the important people who are giving us this information really knows exactly what's going on. Um, you know, I talked about school on the last podcast and I'm not letting my kids go to school. Um, we will be virtual learning. No school going on. Just we we got to do what we got to do as parents. And I understand, yes, there are some parents out there who are not able to work from home or who just don't have anyone to help take care of the kids. You know, I understand that. So if you have to go out, you must go out. All I ask is that you be safe, that you wear your mask, and that you continue to wash your hand and just keep sanitizer on you. You know, sanitizers are coming back in the store. Um, tissue is coming back in the store. Um, really not seeing any um, Lysol or disinfectant spray, but a lot of that stuff is now coming back. So um, I'm, I'm a little positive there that, you know, things are going to get better, but we just have to keep our ass home. You know, a lot of us, especially young people, we just out mixing in and out of everywhere. And I think we just need to stay home. That's just the bottom line until this stuff, you know, goes away. You know, we have flu season that is coming up pretty shortly and I just don't know what's going to happen. So let's just try to keep safe people. Okay. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this show. Now, first, let's talk a little bit about Tiffany Haddish, about her and her relationship with Common. First of all, I did not know that her and Common was quarantined together. Um, I haven't heard Common come out and say anything, which is he don't have to say anything because a relationship is something personal, right? But, you know, she has been running her mouth talking about her in Common. So, of course, you know, they were last seen quarantined together, and um, I think they were spotted like at a Black Loves, Black Loves, a Black Lives Matter protest back in June. So Tiffany Haddish, you know, she says, look, she lost 20 pounds since she'd been in a relationship. She says she's feel confident in herself and it's not him that's doing it. You know, she said it, it makes her happy and she like it. And also knowing the fact that she got somebody that cares about her, you know, and she says that he has her back, which is awesome. And she said she loves it and she loves him. Now, I'm not sure if you guys saw Tiffany Haddish. Um, was it Facebook? I think she had done like a big chop where she had braids on her hair and she cut all the braids out to her natural hair down to a baby fro. And people were leaving so much comments on her live feed asking her if she consulted with Common before she cut her hair. And she was like, I'm not consulting with no man about nothing that's growing out of my motherfucking body. This is my body. It's something she has always wanted to do. So I guess she figured it was the right time since she was in quarantine to go ahead and cut her hair. You know, she said for years she has been thinking about it, but a lot of people have been trying to stop her from doing it. So she said, you know what? I'm not going to let 
anybody else block me anymore. I am going to cut my hair because it's my body and it's my hair. And she's right. It is her shit. So she can do whatever she wants to do. But um, she had looked like a little bird with that hair. You know, a good bit of people haven't cut their hair off and stuff. But Tiffany Haddish got a big ass head. But, you know, her, you know, I got a little ass head, you know, but I'm glad I got a big ass head. But that's her shit, just like she said. So, update on her in common. So they broke up now? So you mean to tell me she went through all of this, you know, saying that she was pregnant. Is she really pregnant? Please let me know if she's really pregnant. So now her and Common supposedly broken up. Please let me know the tea on that, guys. Okay. All right. So let's get into Peter Thomas from the Real House of um the, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Of course, you guys know that he had tested positive for COVID. Now, um, there has been other people who has tested positive well, such as um, Cherie Whitfield. And y'all remember Cherie, you know, she was fighting back and forth with Nene about their houses and stuff <laughs> back in the early days of the show. Well, she had contracted COVID-19 as well, and um, I, I think she's doing pretty good now. But this has been um, probably about last week, you know, Peter, he got on Instagram and he said that he was diagnosed with a, a vicious upper respiratory infection and he urged all his followers to take the growing pandemic seriously. So, you know, he goes and he says, you know, he's in bed. She, um, he had been reported to take the COVID-19 test five times and he got all negative results. But after taking the test for the sixth time, he tested positive. And he says that he has been in bed for eight days since then. And of course, you all know Georgia has opened back up and people are still moving in each other's face. And this is how he got it. You know, he said people used to come up to him asking him, can he take a picture with them? The mask off and everything, you know, they wanted to hug him. And and he, you know, he took those pictures, you know, he didn't want to turn nobody down. So he took the pictures and the whole time he's like, you know, I'm praying to God that I don't get this thing. And he said it finally caught up with him. And see, now this is the thing. Like, I love Georgia so much. I really do. But all this COVID came down and then you had all this racism that came up. After all this mess, you know, I say, you know what, maybe another time. Like maybe this is not the right time <laughs> right now for Georgia. But Georgia has opened up. It's like everything is uh, running back to normal. The kids actually went to school. Um, I think they started school last week or earlier this week. And boom, you got kids positive for COVID. You got staff positive for COVID. Like, what did they think that was going to happen? So you think that you're going to have these kids in this school, everybody is in this crowded hallway, and nobody is really wearing a mask. Maybe like three or four people in that one picture that they had on social media was wearing a mask. See, I'm not doing that. That's why I say my kids will be virtual at the house with me. So back to Peter. You know, he was talking about his symptoms and everything, and, um, you know, he had a lot of excruciating pain. He said his stomach has been erect for like eight days with constant pain and cramping. And he had chills all day and all night. And he was having cold sweats. 
and you know he was saying how he needed to stay hydrated he got diarrhea and he also been throwing up now update as today i got this update peter has been hospitalized in critical condition so peter has been really been sick so now he's hospitalized in critical condition so you guys please you know send your prayers up for peter and um, I'm hoping that everything goes well for him. So um, get better soon, Peter. And also another thing that I want to talk about with the COVID-19. <sighs> another Atlanta area teen, you know, it's a young boy. He's just 17 years old. His name is Justin Hunter. He lost both of his parents who died from the COVID-19 complications within days of each other which is not something that you would expect. And as a child, you expect your parents to be with you for a very, very long time. You know, he said his whole family tested positive for the virus two weeks ago, and he was asymptomatic. But his parents, um, Eugene and Angie, they became ill after, you know, they were diagnosed. You know, he said they became sick and they had clear symptoms. And then all of a sudden their temperatures just skyrocketed. They had headaches. They had a horrible cough and they just felt lazy. He said he didn't know how or where they contracted the virus and they were taking all the necessary precautions to protect themselves. And then he says, you know, we were a regular family just trying to stay safe during this pandemic. Um, he said when my mom will go to the store, she will be wearing a mask and she will be wearing gloves. Um, and initially his parents, they were quarantined at home. But as their condition had got worse, they became hospitalized. This is very sad. You know, you can take all the precautions you need and a lot, you just don't know where you get it from. You know, you can touch anything then you can turn around and you can touch your face. Boom, you got it. So you, it's like they tell you to be careful, but at the same time, it's like, how careful can you be? Like, like you, you just can't be a germaphobic, you know, like you got to live, you got to move. But it's, it's just no way, it's just no explanation. And then also, I noticed that this COVID was taken out, you know, the older people and also the the people who have issues, you know, who have health risks. So, um, but I have seen many people recover. You know, I have many people that I know and came across that are, you know, young, you know, they're in their 30s or 20s and they had the COVID and they quarantined for like 14, 15 days and they're fine. So I guess it all just depends on your body and your health. Now back to um, Justin, he said um, his parents were just, just loving towards everybody. Um, and he was like, if they had a problem, if you had a problem, they would have been there to help you. He said they have very big hearts and they would give without even thinking about getting anything back. If you guys would like to contribute to Justin's, um, GoFundMe page for his parents, he has set up one. And so far he had raised more than $448,000. You know, he had aspirations of playing college and pro football, you know, for in his parents' honor. And he will continue to pursue that goal. And um, 
And he leaves a message. He says, you know, they never raised me to sit around and feel sorry for myself in any situation. And I just got to keep going and pushing, he said. I know they're happy and they are. That's what makes me happy. You know, I, I, I'm happy that he know that his parents wouldn't want him to just sit around and just mope around the house over them. So he said that he's going to keep pushing because that's what they wanted him to do. And and he know that they're happy and he's going to be happy. Rest in peace um, to your family, Justin. Uh, this little boy is just 17 years old. And, you know, he lost both of his family at the same time, both his mom and dad at the same time. So um, I really hope that he has some other family, siblings, older siblings, you know, someone that can, um, you know, help him out during this time. So, yeah, guys, just just be safe out there. Um, I have another death. Um, this is Representative Senator John Lewis. You guys know that he was a, a civil rights leader and he actually was Georgia's fifth congressional district from 1987. He just recently died a few days ago. And um, this man fought for freedom. I did not know that Senator John Lewis done all of this. You know, he was beating his Selma back in the 60s. I just had no idea he was a man of this stature, you know. But then he died of pancreatic cancer. So um, rest in peace, um, Senator John Lewis. Yes. Um, To get into some more... Uh, heartbreaking and unnecessary issues that I really hate to talk about but as on the Ian Friends podcast I feel that I have to at least acknowledge what's going on and you know give you guys a, a little bit of my insight of things um I know you guys probably heard about what happened in Aurora um Colorado about the black girls um they thought that they actually had stolen a car yeah, they thought that these group of black girls stole the car out there in Colorado and turn around and found out that it wasn't a stolen car. So what happened was it was a cell phone video shows the girls who were in ages of what, six to 17. They were in a parking lot. They were being tamed by officers. As they were being held, they are shown screaming and fear and crying, and at least two of them are handcuffed. Now imagine six years old, stopped by police, and I'm sure they have guns drawn and everything on the ground. Some guy handcuffed, they're just crying and screaming. Six years old, that's a baby. So, of course, what did they do? They issue an apology after several of the black girls and the woman with them were held and forced to lay on the ground as a stolen car incident. Um, we know, it, and it turns out it wasn't a stolen car. And it was um, the younger sister who was driving, the daughter and the nieces. They were actually going to get their nails done, minding their business. And the salon was actually closed. And once they realized that the salon was closed, they got into their vehicle and that's when the police approached their car, drawing the weapons and everything. And um, come to find out a motorcycle with the same license plate number, but from Montana was actually the vehicle that was reported stolen, not the car, the Colorado plates. And, you know, they just treated them so bad while they were out there 
And there's just no excuse for that. It's no excuse for that. I'm just, I just don't have any words right now for this because I am actually tired of all of this. I am tired of having to get on social media and I'm hearing things about the cops and black people, you know, how they're treating black people. I can't take it anymore. I, I am definitely tired of it. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of seeing it. Like it actually has to stop. And I don't want us to forget about these things that's going on out here. You know, I know we still have COVID and everything. And, you know, you have, um, it's time to vote. That's going to be coming up soon, the election in November. And I don't want nobody to lose sight of what's going on. I really don't. So I want you guys to keep your head up and continue to fight for what's right. And if you're not registered to vote, I know this is a sidebar, but if you are not registered to vote, please go out to register and vote. You can go online and vote, please. And this year, you know, they're actually sending absentee balances to your home and your mail. I actually got one. And you know what I did? I tore that shit up. I am not sending in no ballot through the mail. I'm not doing it. I will be there hands and foot. I will be there in a darn whatever. If I got to wrap myself up in the damn trash bag, that's what I do. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be in there. I'm going to go as early as possible before they open so it won't be too much people out there but if i like i say if i gotta go out there in a thick ass trash bag that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna continue to go out and vote because i want to make sure my vote counts i want to see that number go through so and i advise you all to do the same thing all right all right so let's get down to some positivity and good time from your girl model Nah, not that type of good time. I ain't giving y'all no good time like that. What's wrong with y'all? I don't know y'all like that. <laughs> Let's talk about the census. All right. I hope that you guys did your census. Did you did your census? Okay, so in mid-March, right after all this go down, you know, the census start coming out in the mail and stuff. So they weren't able to come knock on your doors, which is now I think that they are actually coming back to knock on your doors you can actually complete your census online. Now, when your census arrive in the mail, which is, I know you probably have already gotten it, you can do it by three ways. You know, you can do it online, you can get on the phone and call, or you can send it in by mail. Okay, so whenever you do your census, that's gonna tell the Bureau um, where you live as of April of this year, 2020. Now, you know that they say doing your census is um, your civic duty. Now, this is what I didn't know. Even though I remember back in the day when those people used to come to the house, you know, I was just a little girl. And I remember they used to come to the house and they used to get this information and I never knew why that they were taking this information. You know, they want to know questions, you know, about the house. Why do you need to know things about the house? So as I got older, you know, I started to realize that those things, they actually, um, it, 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 it puts things in your community, um, you know, like plans for your community. Um, it is, is, is for representation in your government, you know, is, is, is there is funding your community if say it like that. So they get this information because they want to know 
who, how many are in your house? You know, how, how much is your income? You know, and things of that nature. And they use those numbers to see what type of funding you can get in your community. And, you know, and, and then lately, you know, I've been thinking, I'm like, well, why do you want to know my business? I'm not giving them people my business, ain't nothing but the government, you know, because I believe in the government. The government isn't everything. I could be in my house sitting, having a conversation, and boom, I jump on social media. The same shit I talk about popped up on my damn phone. Now, that shit I don't like. I don't like it at all. But I understand the census, and I actually filled out my census like two months later, but I did. It was my civic duty, so I did it about two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So, and, and another thing, the census are actually used to um, ensure public services, you know, funding the schools, the hospitals, and the fire departments. They plan new home and businesses and improve your neighborhood and to determine how many seats your state is allocated in the House of Representatives. And like I said, you can um, call on the phone or you can mail it um, or do it online, whichever you prefer. And um, it, it takes less than you drinking your coffee in the morning. Now, I must warn you, if you talk to the Census Bureau on the phone, if someone call you, they will never ask you for your social security number, your bank or your credit card numbers, um, or they won't ask you for money or ask for donations. And they won't ask for anything on behalf of a political party. If you hear anybody say anything about those, then automatically stop. It's a scam. Don't give them no information because they will never ask personal information like that. Yeah. And so, you know, as I said earlier, you know, I remember those people coming to the house talking and they will actually sit down and they even drink some sweet tea with my grandmother and everything. But you can't do that now. You can't find nobody in your house. You can't even get close to nobody two arms length because of COVID. But, um, and just, just reminiscing back, you know, like even down to the insurance people where, you know, back then, or not even back then, you know, you still got some older folks now who don't believe in giving someone their bank account and having money automatically drafted out of their account. They don't believe that. So, you know, back then, you know, when my grandparents had insurance and everything, all we used to remember someone coming to the house. And we had this one insurance guy in particular. He was a white guy. His name was Louie. Louie was so nice. He was a sweet white man. You hear me? He used to come to the house and we had to run him from the house because he will come to the house and he will stay for a long time. Like he will stay for hours. And my grandma used to say, Louie, I know you got other people you need to go to. And he said, yeah, Miss Olivia, I do. I got, but... I just love (laughs) y'all, you know, because, you know, we used to sit and and just have fun and just talk, you know, like people were just so comfortable then, you know, and I remember those days and, and he was an insurance guy for such a very long time. Yeah. So guys, let me know um, if you remember any of those early experience with your parents or your grandparents, you know, about people coming to the house, you know, doing business at the house. You know, now we do business from our bank account, from online. You know, we don't have that direct 
conversation or face-to-face conversation anymore. <laughs> and it's a reason why we don't, you know, it's, it's a different time right now. We can't really do those things. <laughs> all right. So guys, all right. So you remember the saying, there are reasons, seasons, and lifetime. Well, let me tell you something about the meaning of the one for a reason, you know, because there are people that comes in your life for a reason to come in your life for a season. And there are some people who are just there for a lifetime. Now, for those who that are in your life for a reason is usually someone coming, you know, kind of help you through some difficult times or give you a little bit of guidance or just support you um whether it's emotionally or spiritually or physically you know they seem like oh my god this is a godsend person i am so glad they are here you know and that was the reason that you need them but without doing anything wrong on your part you know this person may bring the relationship to an end you know sometimes they may die sometimes they may walk away or sometimes they ask well act a butt ass fool and force you to say you know what fuck you get the fuck away from me <laughs> you know so those are the people that who are there for a reason you know they were sent to you to help aid and support you for something you know so now you can move on to your next endeavor <laughs> you know, and many of us have has encountered that reason of the message. You know, you have so much fun with the person when you meet them and it they make you feel so different. You know, sometimes you open up and then you are so caught up and you don't even realize that it's a reason for them to be in your life. You know, some people use you. They make excuses for not wanting to be a friend and they get you tired of it. And then you just act out, you know, or maybe, you know, you just walked away and just say, fuck it. Like I said, you know, you just must move on and honey, move on to the next step to your new endurance in life. <laughs> well, let's get to the season. And I know a lot of you can relate to this because, you know, you have many people come and go out of your life and you wonder why, why they were ever there. So I'm telling you the reason why. So let me give you the season part. So the season part is, it's your turn to share, grow, or learn. This person may bring you an experience. They may make you laugh. They may even teach you something or show you something that you have never, ever done before. You know, they normally give you joy. You know, it's real, but it's only for a season. For instance, meeting new people, you instantly got along and it felt good to let your guard down a little bit. Now, and I think that's kind of with my experience that I'm going to tell you about. I normally, I meet a lot of people on social media, right? Um, one, one, um, one person in particular, you know, I met on social media. No, it wasn't on social media. I actually met her um, at a location. It was a site that we were on together. And, you know, she just seemed like a very cool person. So we exchanged numbers and everything. And, you know, we started hanging out. 
you know, doing things, doing girl things. And then I turned around when I met her friends and we just all started doing things together, just having a lot of fun. And then one day, you know, I'm a, a very personal person. You know, I love to play. I love to have fun. And plus a lot of things that I say, people don't really understand my lingo when I talk. So they kind of take it out of context when I say things. And even though I correct it, you know, I apologize and let them know that I didn't mean it in that way they still continue to be in their feelings and their emotions. So when you continue to be in your emotions about something, even though I apologize, then oh, you can kick rocks, you know, because I'm not going to sit here and I'm going to continue to explain myself over and over. You don't get this shit. So you can just kick rocks. But anyway, I had my season with that. Um, it was something that was said on Facebook and they took it the wrong way and they got upset with me. They got upset with me and I explained that it wasn't in that nature. I don't understand how you get upset at that. And then plus it didn't have nothing to do with the person that I met. It was the other person that was in the group, you know, but some people are not adults. They can't handle their own situation. They have to let other people handle their situation. So that was a season for me to meet her have that experience to laugh, to put my guard down, you know, to, to bring other people into my life. So that was my season. So I thank her for that season, <laughs> you know? So next let's go to a lifetime. Of course, we know your lifetime relationship, it teach you life lessons, right? So those are the things that you must build in order to have, you know, a solid emotional foundation. You need a foundation in everything that you do. So your job is to accept the lesson that's given to you. You need to love the person or the people, no matter what happens. And you put what you have learned to use in all other relationships and areas of your life. And, you know, it, it is said that love is blind. But friendship is clairvoyant. Love is blind and it will take over your mind. Y'all not going to say y'all. <laughs> hey. But anyway, um, for a lifetime, I think I do have some lifetime friends. You know, I have my friend who I had since my early teen years. Her name is Sophia. Let me tell you the story. So. Me and Sophia, we met like maybe middle school. So we lived not too far from each other. We met in middle school. That was my home girl. She had my back. Anytime somebody had shit to say to me, she was right there. She was going to beat their ass. She had my back. That's my home girl. And um, so, you know, we've been through relationships together. Like we were actually, and I hope they not listen to this podcast, but we dated um, twins, right? We dated twin brothers. And I just went with the other one because she had the other one and I was the best friend. So I was always around. So, you know, I just gave him a little bit of play. Um, did I have sex with them? No, I did not. I never had sex with them because <laughs> I'm not going to have sex with someone who I'm not interested in. 
So, um, you know, we, we've been through all of that together, relationship and stuff. And, you know, we hang out and not to mention my mama calling me from the streets to come home. <laughs> this was in our, you know, middle school, early high school years. And, you know, when I got married about seven years ago, you know, she came all the way from North Carolina, the part of North Carolina, and she actually came to my wedding and she stayed overnight and she was actually my arm person. Like she stayed on my arm all night. She made sure I was good. You know, we were doing a lot of drinking and stuff. And, you know, my husband had his homeboy, you know, he, you know, actually made sure that we got around safe. He drove us to wherever we need to go. And we were fucked up y'all like we got fucked up on our wedding night we got so fucked up on the wedding night that we couldn't fuck yes that's how fucked up we got but we had a good ass time you know we just had a small little get together with family and and we just went we just did our shit and we went back to the hotel room and shit passed out i gotta tell y'all that story one day i'm gonna get him on the podcast and i'm gonna tell y'all about that because it's a lot of shit that we were supposed to do for our um honeymoon that we didn't get a chance to do because we were too fucked up that's why but i tell y'all about that another time but yeah so sophia is my homegirl, and even though we don't talk every day but when we do talk to each other it's like we came back to where we started up. So she is definitely my lifetime friend. I have another friend. Her name is Joanna. Joanna and I, we outgrew each other. Um, you know, as you get older, you know, you move away and, you know, you just find other things to busy yourself with. And, you know, you just don't be as close with people who you are. But Joanna and I, believe it or not, we actually grew up together like we grew up on the same street and um you know we used to play house you know she had a younger she had a younger sister and a younger brother and you know we were sisters we were the older ones and we all lived together and her younger brother he used to always be doing like the preaching and I was like this boy gonna be a preacher when he grew up and I but I am damn he is a preacher and he is actually an awesome young man um Juana and I we are not as close as Sophia are but when me and Juana get on Facebook we talk shit and we say whatever we want to say and we be damned if anybody gonna tell us otherwise you know that's just how we are so you know um you know everybody just grow apart just doing their own thing but I know I can count on them, you know, if I need someone to talk to or just have a conversation with, I know I got them. So those are people that are there for a lifetime. So I want you guys to remember, you know, the season, the reason in a lifetime. Remember why people are in your life. People are not going to always be in your life for good. People will bring happiness to your life. They will tell a story. They will bring out your story. But it's your job to accept what it is. You know, you have to live with that. <laughs> so, um, but my my husband is also, you know, my partner. He is my lifetime. 
you know, and I know that because I married him, you know, even though I turned him down one time, you know, I, I had a history of turning down men because one guy that I was dating prior to him, he asked me to marry him as well. And I turned his ass down too. But see, I got to be right. Like, I got to know you serious with me. I'm not going to just say yes because you pop up this nice ass ring. But yes, I love my husband. And um, I, I think it was our time. You know, when we met, it was the exact time. And he is definitely my lifetime partner. I won't give him up for anything in the world. You know, I love him. I love our family that we made. And we're just happy. We're just a bug on a rug. You know, every day is not peachy cream. But the good overbeats the bad. You know what I'm saying? Because every relationship has bad in it, you know? So um, we do what we got to do to stay sane and to keep loving each other. And for those of you who are married out there, all you got to do, try a little harder. That's all. Sometimes, you know, this is give and take relationship. Sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do. Sometimes you got to say things you don't want to say, you know, and if you, you follow those things and you know that you love that person and you really want to be with that person, you do whatever it takes to make it right. So that was a little bit of fill your knowledge basket from your girl, Model E. So guys, thank you for another great episode. And I hope that you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the E and Friends podcast. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Erica Jones with the Z on the end and also on Instagram at E and Friends pod. Make sure you follow my blog, which I will get back to blogging soon, Erica Letters. And um, I have something coming up for you that I am a part of. So keep your eyes open. Um, for all you guys on Instagram, please follow Natural Me Life. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-M-E-E-L-I-F-E. And also follow Natural Me Life on Twitter at N-M-E-E-L-I-F-E. So go follow it now for some good news and good information. Men, is something for you as well. All right. Take care, you guys.